back blue shirts fans to episode number 52 of the locked on new york rangers podcast i am your host john chick and man do we have some exciting news for you guys today the rangers have recalled igor shesterkin from ahl hartford he will be joining the team and in all likelihood making his first career nhl start tomorrow night at home against the colorado avalanche so he gets a heck of a test right off the bat the timing of this is really something else because last night I recorded an episode with Chris Maselli from Locked On Avalanche and we had a great time, you know, talking some hockey, covering a variety of subjects and one of those subjects was the goaltender situation on each team because they have kind of a unique situation themselves over there in Colorado and that'll be covered in tomorrow's show because what we did is we taped the episode on Sunday night and that episode will run on Tuesday but we got into talking about the goalies and Chris asked me about Henrik Lundqvist, and you know, I spoke very highly of Henrik Lundqvist, like I always do, but the one thing that I did point out was the case could easily be made that the goalie that gives the Rangers the best chance to win right now is currently in the minor leagues, and that, of course, was Igor Shesterkin, and we recorded that episode last night, so you're going to hear me talking about that tomorrow, but of course, now today, we find out that the Rangers indeed have recalled Igor Shesterkin, and I gotta believe he's going to be a net tomorrow. Again, he gets a heck of a first test against the Colorado Avalanche. And most Rangers fans by now, you know, certainly familiar with Igor Shesterkin. You've heard of him. You know, he's a big prospect for the Rangers, and eventually we were going to see him at some point this season. But I'll just give everyone the quick cliff notes and explain, you know, why this is such a big deal and why everyone is so excited right now. Uh, Shesterkin has posted video game-like numbers in the AHL with the Hartford Wolfpack. He has just been phenomenal, an enormous part of that team's success this season. He is 15-4-3 with a goals against average of 1.93. Every time you look at his goals against, it seems to go down and, and down even farther and farther. It's just ridiculous. And a save percentage of 932. Again, he's just been phenomenal. The numbers basically tell the story. And, you know, we've seen a couple of highlights from him every now and then. You know, during the intermission reports, the Rangers will post some clips of Shesterkin playing in net for the Wolfpack. And he has just been absolutely fantastic, just as good as those numbers would suggest. Shesterkin played in the KHL for a number of years. He absolutely dominated there. He had a goals against average of under two in, in many seasons. And now he's at the AHL and he's picked up basically just where he left off. Again, a 1.93 goals against average. I mean, really think about that. You just don't see that. And I realize it's the AHL and not the NHL, but at any level of hockey, that is just absolutely fantastic. I don't care if it's peewee hockey or the NHL or whatever it might be. A 1.93 goals against average is really something else. And the thing that I found interesting about Shesterkin is he was taken by the Rangers in the 2014 NHL draft, and he was selected in the fourth round, and he went 118th overall. And you might hear that and be kind of underwhelmed, like, okay, so what is it about this guy that the Rangers found so enticing? The Rangers have always been very, very high on him, and his dominance in the KHL certainly has something to do with that, and now we see him doing the same thing in the AHL. But the Rangers, I know that they've always felt very good about this selection. They've always been very high on Shesterkin, and that has obviously come to fruition here, at least in the minors. And you've got to hit in the draft if you're going to build a true Stanley Cup contender. And taking a goalie in the fourth round who goes on to become a franchise cornerstone would obviously be enormous for this Rangers franchise. I don't think Shesterkin's importance can possibly be understated to this team going forward. 
And again, Shesterkin is yet to make his NHL debut, so I don't think we should get too far ahead of ourselves here. But the Rangers, very, very high on him. And we should all be excited as well. You know, he's dominating the AHL. We'll see if he can continue that, at least on some level, at the NHL. Now, I realize Shesterkin's dominance has occurred in the KHL and the AHL, and there's a big difference between that and the NHL. I get that, and I don't think we should expect Shesterkin to, to come right up to the NHL and post a goals against average under two immediately and, you know, just go on to dominate the league this season. But on the flip side, I also don't believe for a second that a goalie who has dominated everywhere he's been, everywhere he's gone, he has been just a rock between the pipes for whichever team he's played on, and I don't think that goes away when you go to the NHL. Now, certainly those numbers are going to come back to earth a little bit. I don't think that Shesterkin's going to just come up to the NHL level and post a 1.93 goals against average for the rest of the season and lead the Rangers to the Stanley Cup this year. I think that's a little bit unrealistic. But a guy who has just been this thoroughly dominant at every level of hockey that he's played at, I think you can pretty much pencil him in for being a solid to good to great to outstanding goalie. I mean, he has a high floor at the NHL level, an enormous ceiling. He really has the chance to be something special. And if Shesterkin is the man next year, I don't see any way that he's going to like be obliterated and have like a 3.5 goals against average. So maybe the video game numbers stop once he's at the NHL, but the strong goaltending continues. I definitely do believe that. And this is a hell of a test for Shesterkin right out of the gate here, because like we said, he's going to be taking on the Avalanche. The Rangers will be at home in the Garden against Colorado tomorrow night. The Avalanche are the highest scoring team in hockey. They've got threats up and down the lineup. And I just want to emphasize that it is okay if Shesterkin does not get a shutout in his first NHL game. Uh, pretty much, you know, we've talked about Capo Caco and we ha how we have to be patient with him. You know, he was selected second overall in the draft this year, and there's great expectations that come with that. And with Shesterkin, again, the way he's just dominated the AHL and the KHL in the past, you know, there's going to be high expectations for him as well. But let's remain patient. Be excited. Absolutely be excited. The guy has thoroughly dominated every place he's been, but let's not demand or expect perfection right away at the NHL level. But this is going to be fun. If he goes out there and he robs Nathan McKinnon or he robs Jonas Donskoy with a ridiculous glove save early in that game, you know the Garden is just going to erupt because Ranger fans, you know, they're smart. They're they're very in tune with what this team is doing. They know a lot about the prospects who are, who are coming up, who are currently playing in Hartford and might be on the Rangers, you know, later this season or somewhere down the line. And believe me, everybody, not everybody, but most of the people in that Garden are going to know exactly who Igor Shesterkin is, and they're going to be very excited to see him play for the first time, see him make his NHL debut. You know, a lot of those people probably bought tickets to that game without even knowing that that was going to be the case. You know, I'm sure a lot of people wanted to see Lundqvist, but this is exciting too. This is exciting in its own right because you're getting a glimpse at the future of the Rangers, and if the Rangers have their way, the future is now, and hopefully Shesterkin can, you know, have a solid game against Colorado and, you know, just build on that and maybe, you know, just kind of grab the bull by the horns here and be the Rangers starting goalie going forward. It is certainly possible. I definitely expect him to get that opportunity because there is no way that they're calling him up to just have him sit on the bench and or be a healthy scratch. I mean, he is coming up to play. And even though there's no official word yet on wh who the starting goaltender will be for the Rangers on Tuesday, I got to believe it's Shesterkin. I see no reason to just have him sit on the bench for his first night. So we'll look forward to that. It's going to be really exciting to see Shesterkin get in there. So I just paused the recording to do a quick search of the interweb, and as of now, there is no official word from the Rangers as far as who will start on net on Tuesday. But really, I mean, it would be foolish not to start Shesterkin because, I mean, let's say that, you know, Georgiev is a, a healthy scratch and Lundqvist starts in net and Shesterkin's on the bench. 
that's not a good situation for anyone. Uh, the Avs are really tough, and what if Lundqvist gets lit up in the first period? I mean, that could happen. The Avs can score a lot of goals. Does any Ranger fan want to see the Garden turn against Henrik Lundqvist and start howling for Shesterkin? And would you really want Shesterkin's NHL debut to potentially occur in a relief appearance? No and no. Shesterkin has to start this game. There's no way that the Rangers are just calling him up just for the heck of it. And I believe Georgiev probably going to be a healthy scratch because uh, they're not going to do that to Lundqvist, and nor should they. I don't think any Ranger fan wants to see Henrik Lundqvist as a healthy scratch. And I'm not sure what purpose that would even serve because, you know, if Shesterkin's going to start, then there's no reason why Lundqvist can't be on the bench as the backup. One nitpick that I have with this calling up of Shesterkin is the timing of it. And you'll remember, you know, a bunch of episodes ago, we talked about the Rangers' situation, all the different options they had with their three goalies, and when is Shesterkin going to come up and all that. At the time, when we first started talking about this, Georgiev had about, you know, 55 career NHL uh, games played, 55 different appearances. They're not all stars. Some of them are in relief. But 55 appearances, about that, give or take a game or two. And the reason that was a big deal was because once Georgiev got to 60 career NHL games, he would no longer be waiver exempt. And what that means is you can't send him down to the minors without exposing him to waivers. And what's happened since then is Georgiev has eclipsed the 60 game mark. He is now at 63 career NHL games. So if you're the Rangers and you were going to make this move, and you wanted to call Shesterkin up to the Rangers, that's great. You know, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, look at the season that the guy has had. But if you were going to do this, then why didn't they just do it when Georgiev was right around 57 career games, or 58, or even 59? Because if you had done it at that time, then you would have been able to send Georgiev outright to the minors without exposing him to waivers. You can't do that now. And, well, probably the reason that they didn't do that is Georgiev, at that time, right around, he was around the 56, 57, 58 game threshold. He happened to be playing very well, probably the best hockey he's played this season for the Rangers, really in his NHL career for the Rangers. So I get it. You know, they didn't want to certainly punish a guy for, for playing well and sending him down to the minors just because there's this loophole that they could exploit and that they could send him down to the minors without exposing him to waivers. But since then, you know, Georgiev has been struggling, and he did have a pretty solid game against Vancouver the other night. You know, he wasn't under heavy fire in that game, but he was there when the Rangers needed him, only gave up two goals, so it was a much-needed, you know, solid performance from Georgiev. But yeah, Georgiev has struggled recently, and maybe the time to make this move with Shesterkin, the ideal time would have been before Georgiev hit that 60-game threshold. Because if you were going to do it when Georgiev was at 63 games anyway, then Really, you could have done it at 58 or 59 games just as easily, and you would have been able to send him to the minors and allow Georgiev to keep keep playing, you know, because he'd be on the AHL team, and presumably if he was sent down to the AHL Hartford Wolfpack and Shesterkin was brought up to the Rangers, then Georgiev, in all likelihood, would have been the new starting goalie at the AHL level. And obviously he'd rather be playing in the NHL, but at least he'd be playing. He'd be playing some hockey, and now they're in a situation where they've got three goalies, and Georgiev, you know, might be watching from the press box uh, more often than not going forward. We're going to talk about that in just a second as well. But I do want to talk about Lundqvist and Georgiev and the seasons that they've had so far for the Rangers. And, you know, I've defended both of these guys at different times on this podcast. I mean, there's been times where I've called them out because if you, if you don't play, I mean, I got to be fair, you know, if you have a bad game, then I got to obviously talk about that on this podcast. But I've especially defended Lundqvist. You know, I, I respect, and I think a lot of Ranger fans respect everything he's done for this this franchise. He's done every single possible thing except for lifting the Stanley Cup. He has just been, he's, he's a franchise icon. There's no other way to put it. But we are halfway through the season right now. Exactly halfway through. The Rangers have played 41 games. And at some point, facts are facts. 
and Henrik has a 3.10 goals against average and a 9.10 save percentage. Georgiev has a 3.17 goals against and a 9.09 save percentage, so fairly comparable stats between the two goalies, but I know a lot of us Ranger fans, we really want to see this team make the playoffs, right? Because first of all, hockey playoffs are awesome, right? And the Rangers have missed it the last two years, so we've missed out on that. It's very, very exciting, you know, whether you're the favorite to win the Stanley Cup or whether you're the last team in. It's very exciting to watch your team in the postseason. And I think we're probably all in agreement that the Rangers, if they make the playoffs, even if they don't go very far, even if they lose, say, in like five games in the first round to, you know, one of these high-powered, you know, bonafide cup contenders in the Eastern Conference, the Rangers can build off of that. They There's a valuable learning experience in that, and I think a lot of these young Ranger players would certainly do well to get a taste of postseason action. Even if the Rangers don't go very far and don't do much of anything in the playoffs, I think it would still be a positive experience for a lot of these guys who have not tasted postseason NHL hockey. And I know that Lundqvist and Georgiev, they've each had their moments this year. They've each had a couple of games where they go out there and they're the best player on the ice and they're the main reason why the Rangers win the game. That has happened a couple of times, but there's also been some times where, you know, they've each of them have given the Rangers essentially no chance to win. And again, I know a lot of us want to see the Rangers in the playoffs. So with all that said, I ask you this question. How many teams in the NHL are going to get into the playoffs and have a goalie with a goals against average of 3.10 or worse? And even if they do, even, you know, I know the Sharks last year, they had Martin Jones and Aaron Dell, and neither one of them had a good season. They had poor stats going into the playoffs, and they were behind the eight ball every game. But how many teams, I mean, maybe one or two teams in the entire league will have goaltender play like that. And even for the teams that do make the Stanley Cup playoffs with that kind of subpar goaltending, how far are they realistically going to go? I mean, every single game, if you've got a goalie who's, you know, got stats that are comparable to the stats that Lundqvist and Georgiev have posted— you're starting behind the eight ball every game because in all likelihood, the goalie on the other side of the rink is much better and gives his team a far better chance to win than your goalies are going to give your team. And so, you know, we looked at Shesterkin and I think we all kind of knew he was going to come up and make his NHL debut at some point this season. This might be happening a little bit earlier than we would have thought because the way I saw it coming into the season, we might see Shesterkin late in the season if the Rangers are not contending for a playoff spot. But as it is right now, they've basically called him up and charged him with the task of saving the Rangers season because as it stands right now, the Rangers are seven points out of the last playoff spot. They're not dead and buried by any stretch of the imagination, and all it takes is one hot streak to get this thing going. But the Rangers are looking for a spark right now, and they're hoping that Shesterkin can give it to them. And, you know, in defense of Lundqvist and Georgiev, like I said, you know, they've, they've both had their moments, and I know, you know, we can point to the Ranger defensemen. At times, they haven't always helped them out in their own zone. You know, there, there have been turnovers that have led to goals, and, you know, you could also mention the fact that, you know, if you take away Lundqvist's two or three worst games of the season, or if you take away Georgiev's two or three worst of the se- games of the season, that their stats might look quite a bit different. But again, you know, facts are facts, and we're sitting here, and we're exactly halfway through the season, and we've got two goalies that have a goals against average north of three, and the Rangers have gotten below average goaltending. I don't think that can be denied, and it just feels like the time is right to to make this change, and you just hope that Shesterkin can come up here and be the man and get this thing turned around, give this team a spark, get the Rangers rolling again. Now, as far as what the Shesterkin call-up means for Georgiev and Lundqvist, both in the short term 
and the long term. I don't think a move is necessarily imminent with either goalie, but we're not all privy to what goes on behind the scenes. And the Rangers could be playing it close to the vest as far as, you know, a Georgiev trade, or maybe they'll even do the unthinkable and try to get Lundqvist to waive his no-move clause and trade him instead. But there's nothing out there right now that makes it sound like a trade is imminent. Uh, at least not yet. That could always change. Things can move quickly in this league. But for now, it sounds like no one, neither of these Ranger goalies are injured. So that's not the reason for the Shesterkin call-up. I just want to put any rumors of that to bed. At least nothing that's been reported as of yet. And it doesn't sound like there's a trade lined up right now. So the Rangers going to be moving ahead with three goalies on the roster. And I would have to think Georgiev going to be the healthy scratch, at least for Tuesday. And that also begs the question of how do the Rangers handle this goaltending situation going forward? Because you're carrying three goalies, which is somewhat unconventional, but in the Rangers situation right now, probably warranted. It's something that they need to do. I don't think at any point this season you will see Henrik Lundqvist as the healthy scratch. First of all, that's sacrilege. I don't think any Ranger fan wants to see Henrik Lundqvist watching a game from the press box. And as far as, you know, who's starts and who's the backup and who's the healthy scratch... It all comes down to who is in goal for that night. And I think I've kind of laid everything out here. I've got an outline of how I think the Rangers can and should handle this. So if Shesterkin is going to be your starting goalie for any given game, I mean, certainly this applies to Tuesday because I think he's going to be out there. But on any given night where Shesterkin is going to be the starter, then I think Lundqvist dresses as the backup because, again, nobody wants to see Henrik Lundqvist as a healthy scratch. So Lundqvist would be the backup and Georgiev would be scratched. Now, on any given night where the Rangers choose to make Alex Georgiev the starting goalie, and those games might be numbered going forward because of the three, I get the feeling he might see the least ice time out of any of the three of them. But on any given night where Georgiev is going to start, then I would imagine Shesterkin would be the healthy scratch, and Lundqvist would remain the backup in that situation. And that just leaves nights where Lundqvist starts, and You could probably go either way for who is the backup and who's the healthy scratch. If if Lundqvist is starting, then who's the backup and who's the healthy scratch between Georgiev and Shesterkin? I would probably go with Shesterkin as the backup and Georgiev as the healthy scratch for the simple reason that Shesterkin is your goalie of the future, and it probably wouldn't hurt him to see an occasional game from the bench. I mean, I think we all want him and expect him to play now that he's up here with the Rangers, but it's okay for him to to back up Lundqvist on occasion and just kind of watch the game from the bench, and I think he could learn a lot from that. Just watch Henrik Lundqvist go about his business. You know, Lundqvist is a pro's pro, and Shesterkin can just learn from the best, and it, it's okay for him to, to watch a couple of games from the bench. Yeah, I think the big thing here is as far as, you know, who's the backup and who gets scratched and all that, it all depends on who's starting. Who's starting affects who the backup is and who the healthy scratch is. And I just don't want to see Lundqvist be a healthy scratch at any point. And I get the feeling I'm probably not alone there. I don't think any Ranger fan wants to see that. So it is a little bit unconventional what the Rangers are doing here with, you know, as we said, three goalies on the NHL roster. But I think if you get creative here, you can manage this situation effectively. Georgiev seems like he's probably going to be the odd man out, both in terms of playing time and even dressing at all. But it is what it is. You know, the Rangers have to see what they have in Shesterkin and not just see what they have. They need a lift from that goaltending position because, again, you know, I'm not going to sit here. I'm certainly not going to kill Lundqvist. I'm not going to kill Georgiev either. But, again, the facts are the facts. The numbers just aren't there. And more often than not, the Rangers' opponents have a better goalie than the Rangers do on most nights. And hopefully that can change with Shesterkin. But yeah, you know, we should definitely all be excited about Shesterkin's promotion to this team. The Igor Shesterkin era is going to start tomorrow night against the Colorado Avalanche. And if he comes out and he holds the Avalanche to, you know, zero or one or two goals, then look out because it might be 
You know, Shesterkin might just take this job and just run with it and just never give it up. And that's a best-case scenario for the Rangers. But if he struggles, you know, again, keep in mind, the Avalanche, one of the best teams in hockey overall and the absolute highest scoring team. So he gets a great test right off the bat. Sometimes I think this is almost better for a goalie in this situation. You know, because you're kind of playing with house money. If you go out there and you shut down a high-powered team like the Colorado Avalanche, then that's awesome. By that same token, if you go out there and struggle, well, not only is it your NHL debut, but you're going up against, you know, a team that that scores goals with the the best of them in this league. And on top of that, the Rangers are on a three-game losing streak, so it's not like Shesterkin's going to go in there tomorrow and, and screw everything up. I mean, he's really playing with house money tomorrow night. And it's really exciting to see. It's it's The timing is right. It just feels right that this is the time to make this move. It's the exact halfway point of the season. And fingers crossed, you know, let, let's sit back and let's enjoy it. And let's just hope Shesterkin goes out there and, like we said, gives this team a spark. And that's going to pretty much do it for today. This was all about Igor Shesterkin and the Rangers goaltending situation. We'll have some other things to get into Uh, when we're back here on Wednesday. Now, tomorrow's episode, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is a crossover special with Chris Maselli of Locked on Avalanche. We talk a little bit about the upcoming Rangers-Avalanche game and everything going on with both teams, including the goaltender situation. Just keep in mind when you listen to tomorrow's episode that it was recorded on Sunday, so that was before this news broke about Shesterkin being promoted to the Rangers. But I think you'll enjoy that episode nevertheless. Like I said, you know, we just had a lot of fun talking about a lot of different hockey subjects, and you'll have that to look forward to tomorrow. I'm going to set that episode to go live probably around 4.30 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. So if you got an early commute, you'll have that to listen to. And again, thanks for joining in, guys. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And Definitely give us a follow on Twitter, at L-O-N-Y Rangers. Again, that is at L-O-N-Y Rangers. And just one more note here. When Chris and I did the crossover episode, I predicted a 4-3 avalanche win. I don't want to just pick the Rangers every single time that I do this with, you know, another Locked On podcast host. So I I did go with the Avalanche yesterday, and I'm going to stick with the Avalanche, but I'm going to amend that prediction a little bit. I'm going to say the Avalanche beat the Rangers 3-2. to two. I'm going to give this game the Shesterkin bump, and maybe he gives up, you know, one less goal than maybe the Rangers would have otherwise surrendered. So I will say 3-2 to two Avalanche tomorrow night. So once again, that's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I will see you next time.